are deep in trouble now because uh, there is a clear recognition that this myocarditis in some people can lead to a scar. The scar is a small area of like a scar you see on your skin, but the electricity goes down and when it goes through the scar, it, just, it depolarizes slowly, then it loops up and it forms reentry. And when reentry occurs during a normal cardiac depolarization, that's the nidus for ventricular tachycardia or VT, and that is a heart rhythm in me or you, that can be well over 200 beats a minute. It starts to make us dizzy. And if we don't do something, it degenerates to ventricular fibrillation. And then we're gone. We're on the floor. And CPR is started. And if you've seen any of these montages of these athletes, when this happens, they go down like a rock. They can't even hold out their hands to protect themselves. We're just absolutely mm -hmm. slamming to the floor. We have seen uh, montage after montage of people having sudden... Uh, cardiac death is called sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, crazy. And, you know, myself and, and Asim Malhotra, a prominent cardiologist in the UK, have come up with the same conclusion, that when we see a young person now who's previously healthy, no antecedent illness, and they suddenly die, and the two patterns are dying in sleep, typically from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., mm -hmm. or dying during sports. By the way, both of those time periods, there's a rise in norepinephrine and epinephrine, which is probably an internal trigger for this. And there's no suicide, there's no drug overdose, there's no motor vehicle accident. It is the COVID-19 vaccine and subclinical myocarditis, like in the Gill paper, until the parents come out or the family comes out and they tell us otherwise. And the family can clear this up, Del. If they come out and say, listen, they didn't take the vaccine, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll lay down our concern. But let's be conservative yes. and assume right now that these are fatal vaccine-induced myocarditis cases. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Welcome back to Facts versus Rhetoric. That was the most published cardiologist in the world, Dr. Peter McCullough, explaining how the myocarditis is causing the sudden deaths in otherwise healthy people. So myocarditis can scar the heart, and that scar tissue can cause the electrical charges in your heart to keep looping through in your heart and never actually leave your heart, which causes elevated heart rates. And if you can't lower them, you will die suddenly. Think of it like feedback from a speaker, right? If I walk up to a speaker with this microphone, it will produce the most horrific sound. That ear-piercing feedback, that's the audio coming out of the speaker, getting picked up by the microphone and just rat racing back through the speaker at a very high rate repeatedly. And that horrific noise will keep happening until you move the microphone away from the speaker, which would be like lowering your heart rate, or the speaker just blows up, which would be equivalent to you just dying suddenly. So when the best cardiologist in the world tells us we should conservatively consider this a side effect of the vaccine until the parents of the dead kids tell us they were not vaccinated. That makes a lot of sense. That feels really easy. And I'd like to point out a few things today in hopes of sparking a little curiosity in you to look into this for yourself. Whether you're vaccinated or not, aren't you curious if you are at risk of dying suddenly or your child is at risk of dying suddenly? We have been so conservative about everyone's health and safety over the last three years. Why stop now? If we're so worried about everyone's health and safety, wouldn't looking into the new number one cause of death died suddenly be, a, I don't know, a good place to start, a good idea? Where's Operation Warp Speed to create a vaccine to stop dying suddenly? Where's the mainstream media asking the tough questions to our health officials? 
Where is the outrage we had when the elderly who were supposed to die are dying? Where did that go? We have healthy kids and athletes dropping dead. Hello? Hello? Anyone there? I mean, surely the news will be covering it, right? Where's, where's Help Me Hank? Where's the I-team? Where's all the good investigators? Is there anyone out there curious about what is causing the healthiest people in the world to drop dead? Nick, the news told us COVID caused the heart attacks. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. It's weird, right, that no one was having these heart attacks because of COVID before the rollout of the vaccines? I don't remember sudden deaths in 2020. Well, it's not just COVID, Nick. It's a lot of things. I know. And here are some actual headlines from magazines and newspapers. Cannabis use disorder may be linked to the growing number of heart attacks in young adults. The little-known heart attack that's striking fit in healthy women as young as 22. Health forecast. How the weather is harming your health. From heart attacks to stroke and gout. Devoted football fans experience dangerous levels of stress. Tis the season. The ways cold weather can affect your body. From winter vagina to blood clots. Energy bill price rise may cause heart attacks and strokes, says TVGP. Rise in heart attacks attributed to pandemic stress and poor diet. Heart attack, the drink that could trigger a sudden cardiac arrest. Now even sticking to medics' alcohol guidelines is bad for your health. Risk of heart problems could be increased even when you drink less than the NHS weekly units. Can shoveling snow cause a heart attack? What Canadians need to know. So what is going on here? We're just going to blame activities and lifestyle choices that I don't remember causing heart issues and people to drop dead suddenly, but now all of a sudden are, are, that's what's happening, while at the same time we're not even entertaining the freaking elephant in the room. And people who look at this critically and skeptically will want to rule out the vaccine first because A, it's the most likely cause, and it's also the easiest one to disprove. What percentage of the died suddenly were vaccinated? That's easy, because if what they're telling you is correct and dropping dead from heart failure is a result of, I don't know, just getting COVID or any one of those other asinine reasons they gave, then the death number should be pretty close to 50-50. Since about half the people in this country are vaccinated, half the deaths should be vaxxed and the other half should be unvaxxed. That's pretty easy to figure out. I'm willing to bet you know someone who has died of a heart attack since 2021. I'm also willing to bet you that you know a young person that has died or been hospitalized with a heart issue. A kid in my nephew's school dropped dead, 10 years old. The ambulance has been at our local elementary school in the town where I work three times this year. One seizure, one unknown reason, and one case of myocarditis. There's a teenage boy in my kid's school who has missed several months with myocarditis. Check out the links. There are several people who are reporting on all of the sudden deaths all over this world. In Canada, on an average year, you have nine kids die from the flu. So the average is nine per year, and the highest year they've ever had in the past has been 13 kids that have died from the flu. So far, in 2023, 96 kids are dead. Okay, 19 from the flu, strep throat, and meningitis is their classification, and 77 are sudden deaths. We're not even three months into the new year, and they've already had 77 kids die suddenly. They don't know what caused it. They have no clue. They're baffled, but they're 100%. It's not what you think it is. 
the flu deaths and the child deaths have been removed from the Canadian government's website. Since 2020, since the vaccines rolled out, the Canadian government is no longer tracking this data publicly on their websites. We also have a new Israel study of 196,992 unvaccinated people who got COVID and there were zero cases of myocarditis and pericarditis. Again, you want to blame the virus, fine. But show me the breakdown of the patients and the victims by vaccination status. It's very easy to do. I mean, what better way to, to make your point and to ease the vaccine hesitant? COVID began in late 2019, early 2020. But it wasn't until early 2021, sudden deaths became normal. Smart people started looking at life insurance data and funeral home data for a more accurate picture of what the hell is going on. You see, life insurance companies have to report the deaths of all the policyholders to the shareholders. So you are going to get 100% accurate data on their annual reports. So Ed Dowd and a bunch of other smart people started looking at group life policy data. And group life policyholders are usually those employed by Fortune 500 companies, right? When you get hired, one of your little perks is a little life insurance policy. It's usually two to three times your yearly salary, whatever, no big deal, right? You fill out a form, you assign a beneficiary, you know, you feel like you got something. And this is a very lucrative business for the insurance companies because people in their 20s, 30s, 40s don't typically just die. The companies that offer these policies look good, like they're taking care of their employees. The insurance companies make a shitload of profit because the death rates of these healthy people, it's very low and it's very consistent. In this country, we have a population of around 350 million people. Okay, The civilian workforce is about 165 million people out of the 350. But only about 98 million people are actually employed. So we're going to look at the group life data, just a tiny subset of the 98 million employed people. These are the Fortune 500 companies, typically very highly educated people and healthy enough to get to work and work in a very highly competitive, high paying job. So we're going to be looking at claim data and a claim only gets paid out if you die while you're working, if you're employed. So for context, let's go back to 2016. They looked at this group life subset versus the general population, and this group life policyholders died a third of the rate of the general U.S. population. That makes sense. They're healthier than the general U.S. population, so they should die at less of a rate than the general U.S. population. That makes sense. Even go back to 2020, the general population had a higher mortality rate than this group life subset. So that's normal. And then we get to 2021. In the 25 to 64-year-old age group, we see a 40% increase in excess mortality versus 32% increase in the general U.S. population. And that excess mortality, that excess death, that just takes the number of people who die from any cause in a given period, and it, they just compare it with historical baseline for that period. So there was a 40% rise over the expected death totals for the 25 to 64-year-old age group in 2021, and a 32% rise over the expected death totals for the general public. So let's put that into perspective. The CEO of One America, Scott Davidson, said a 10% rise in excess mortality is a once-in-a-200-year flood. 
So going 10% above the normal expected death rate is like, holy shit, what happened? This is a 200-year flood. That's 10%. They saw 40% in 2021. That is unfathomable. They're not even able to calculate what that meant. And One America is a giant corporation owning several life insurance companies, insurance companies, investment firms, and wealth management companies. And this is all during the time when the vaccines rolled out, the vaccines that prevented infection and transmission. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Vaccines prevent getting infected, prevent getting sick, prevent your hospitalization. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus, the virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Let me rephrase. During 2021, when the vaccines that would keep you out of the hospital and cemetery were rolled out, we had a 40% increase in deaths on one of the most healthiest subsets in the country, 25 to 64-year-old people. So being the skeptical listener that you are, just because one data point rose significantly, that doesn't mean anything. And you're right. But on the scoreboard, healthier people died at a higher rate than the general population for the first time. And healthier people fared way better against COVID than with people with comorbidities. It doesn't prove anything, but we need to keep this stuff in mind as we continue here. In addition to the excess deaths from the group life insurance policies, we can look at the disability claims from the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics. Adverse events from an experimental drug with no safety data can range from death to disability to half your face not working like Justin Bieber to Eric Clapton's hands and feet were either frozen, number burning to anaphylaxis to a sore arm. So when we look at the disability claims, we can see a similar pattern to the life insurance data. In 2020, the number of people with disabilities was between 29 and 30 million. And that is well within the four to five year average. So nothing out of the ordinary in 2020. By September of 2021, there were already 33.2 million people with disabilities reported. We're only three quarters of the way through 2021, and the total was already up 10%. And not only did this data reflect the same timing as the life insurance data in 2021 being worse than 2020, but it also affected the healthier demographic more than the general population. In 2021, the U.S. general population saw an increase of 11% rate of disability. The unemployed disability rate increased 22%. And the employed people saw a 26% increase in the rate of disability. The employed healthier people are getting disabled at a higher rate than the unemployed people in the general population. The data shows we have adversely affected the most able-bodied members of our population. Year one of the pandemic, old people died. People with comorbidities died. Year two, we're starting to shift to these younger working age people dying and getting disabled. So yeah, it may be COVID or it may be that for the most part, most employers forced their healthy employees to get a shot to keep their job. And that may explain why the working people are affected more than the people that weren't working. We don't even know the long-term health effects of this pandemic yet. We have one to three million more people have been disabled in 2021. 
You have people in the healthiest demographic dropping dead, children, professional athletes, doctors, health experts dropping dead suddenly. Now, if you want to say it's because of COVID, fine. I will challenge you to ask yourself if you arrived at that conclusion out of emotion or reason. Do you want that to be true? Would life be easier for you if that was true? Because if it's not true, and something other than simply contracting a virus is causing the sudden deaths, you and your ego are going to have to deal with some very hard realities. And another challenge, if I may, if you really believe the healthiest people in the world are dropping dead as a side effect of COVID, which everyone has already had, then let me ask this. How concerned are you that you might drop dead? That your kids might drop dead? I mean, 42% of Americans are obese. If you were to drive through right now about to supersize it, what chance do you have if the fittest athletes in the world are just keeling over in the soccer pitch? Regardless of your current health status, if you think COVID is causing these health issues, it would make sense to schedule a visit and get checked out, right? Dr. Joseph McCullough thinks most experts who have been studying this agree that 100% of the mRNA vaccine recipients have some level of heart damage. Some tolerate it, no problem, and some die. Because reminder, the heart is the only muscle in our bodies that does not repair itself. If it gets damaged, you got that shit forever, like luggage. You can screen for this, right? The doctors that are worried about this have seen elevated troponin levels in people, and which is a precursor to heart attacks. So where are the calls for all the heart screenings for everyone, especially the young boys? According to Ed Dowd, former BlackRock investor, he thinks people took the jab for, for virtue signaling and tribal reasons, right? They wanted to feel superior to other people, prove what a good person they were. And the corporate executives and the universities, they felt like they were doing a service to the country, mandating employees and students to take an experimental drug. Again, that might be why the university students and employees are suffering worse than the general population. Ego is continuing to drive this insanity. He made a good comparison. He said, if you buy a stock and it turns out that your thesis was wrong and that stock goes down and you lose money, you just sell the stock. That's what you do. You cut your losses. You admit your loss, you move on. However, sometimes ego gets in the way and prevents people from doing this and they ride that stock all the way down. They buy more. They ignore reality. They ignore the crystal clear evidence right in front of their faces because their ego will not allow it. They call that dumb money on Wall Street. Well, same with the vaccines and these boosters. People continue to get boosters of a product that does not work, like at all. Even if you think it's safe and effective, which it's not, it still doesn't stop transmission and contraction, and there's a grand total of, wait for it, zero long-term safety studies. You're in a losing trade, and with all the safety signals, sudden deaths, and the propaganda telling you it's the weather causing the heart attacks, your ego is going to kill you. This is called dumb medicine. Dowd is also reporting that Wall Street money is coming in to bet on the reality that most of the globe has been adversely affected by the vaccines. So when the money starts calling you versus you calling the money begging for them to get into your fund, that should tell you something. That tells you what the market is forecasting. And what is that money betting on? 
Well, if you know we are about to experience more shortages of workers all over the globe, based on simple supply and demand, you can forecast sectors of the economy where prices will go way up because of limited or no supply. Higher prices equal higher profits. Do you think the supply chain is getting better or worse? Have you showed up at your favorite restaurant recently and there's a sign in the door saying, sorry, we're closed tonight, not enough help? Have you ordered a product online, paid that extra 20 bucks for expedited shipping only to get an email that the product is four weeks out, but the CEO thanks you for your order? I mean, fortunately, it feels like people are waking up. Only 10% of the U.S. population is getting the new bivalent vaccine. So on one hand, yay. But on the other hand, the taxpayer money that the governments of the world are just lighting on fire is going to make you puke. We have declining demand for these vaccines, large minimum order quantities by the drug manufacturers. We have multi-dose vials, expiration dates. You add all that up with a lot of people not buying them anymore. And you get headlines like these. U.S. wasted over 82 million doses. Switzerland throws out 14 million doses. Sweden throws out 8.5 million shots. France flushes $10.8 million worth of vials down the loo. Canada disposes of 13.6 million doses. Untold number of Australian vials are getting trashed. The EU disposes of 55 million doses. And India parts with 100 million expired doses. Those were just single headlines. Those weren't even the totals of all the shit we wasted on this stuff too. And just a heads up, there's currently 500 plus vaccines in development to be released by the end of the decade. It's your tax dollars hard at work. All right, let's wrap this up. Things to consider. Something is killing the able-bodied, healthier citizens at a higher rate than the general population. Something is disabling the able-bodied, healthier people at a higher rate than the general population. Something is killing the children in Canada. 77 kids died suddenly so far in 2023. Over the past two years, 2021 and 2022, something caused more than 1,650 professional and amateur athletes to collapse due to cardiac events. And something killed 1,148 of them. So if you think all these deaths are simply a side effect of getting COVID, using cannabis, the weather, skipping breakfast, shoveling snow, high energy prices, e-cigarettes, or sticking to your doctor's alcohol guidelines, and these deaths are not a side effect of a novel experimental drug that was rushed to market with no safety data, 100% liability protection for the drug companies who have demonstrated a clear criminal track record of lying, cheating, forging studies, and misleading millions of people while making hundreds of billion dollars in profits, who pled guilty to all of those things, have paid over $2.3 billion in criminal fines as a result of admitting to lying, cheating, and intentionally harming people in search of a profit while enjoying the immunity from prosecution thanks to their campaign contributions to nearly every every goddamn politician we keep electing. <sighs> I'm simply asking you to look at the most obvious suspect first. The suspect with motive and opportunity. The suspect with priors. Can we rule them out first with a proper investigation? Or does it make more sense to blame a virus that they will continue to profit from? 